The Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Lynette's Shrimp House, located in Highland Park. It's Metro Detroit's premier destination, serving juicy fried shrimp, fish, and wings, alongside soul food sides and new additions to the menu, like turkey tacos and desserts. Located at 13548 Woodward in Highland Park, just north of the Davison, Lynette's is open for takeaway, noon to 8, Tuesday and Thursday, noon to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, and noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Call now, get some Lynette's. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Very glad to have you with me on this Thursday. And uh, really, something that is going to be happening here in the state that is going to have a much bigger impact than people realize is the fact that we are redrawing the congressional and state legislative districts as a result of, of course, the census, which has been delayed this year. We'll talk a bit about that in just a little bit. And also the fact that we now have an independent commission that is going to be drawing the district lines. For the first time in Michigan history, this is not going to be a partisan process where the party in charge of the legislature has control over redrawing the district lines, which we have seen what that leads to. Uh, Michigan is one of the most gerrymandered states in the country. Now, that could change. But there's a lot that goes into redrawing these lines in a way that's fair and in a way that makes sure that people of all stripes uh, have some sort of representation at the state legislative level and in Congress, obviously. Communities of color have traditionally been really underrepresented in a number of ways, leading to, obviously, things like uh, the Voting Rights Act, um, which sought to make sure that there was going to be certain representation in Washington in particular. But getting people involved in this to make sure that all the voices are heard from and that all these different things are considered as we take on this important role uh, is going to take a lot. Getting people engaged, getting them involved, letting them know that their input is welcome. Well, the Michigan Nonprofit Association has taken it upon themselves uh, to help in that effort, to get the word out about this. And I'm very excited to have joining me right now, Mariana Martinez, who's the Director of Civic Engagement Initiatives at the Michigan Nonprofit Association, to talk about their effort. Mariana, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. It's a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, this is an interesting thing for the Michigan Nonprofit Association to get itself involved in. Um, you know, the redrawing of the maps is not something that happens once a decade. And this is the first time we've had an independent uh, panel that's going to be in charge of this. Talk about what role you saw for the organization here. Absolutely. As you mentioned, it's a, it's a unique process that happens very much like the census every 10 years. And it's an opportunity that could have to get involved and, and that could have the consequences could be very, you know, the ramifications could be very positive, very negative, depending on on what we do. And um, this process is new to Michigan, right? The, the redistricting commission is something that we've never done. So it's definitely uh, a step in the right direction. As we're moving towards transparency, this process is no longer done behind closed, you know, closed doors by politicians. It's people like you and I who are in charge of the process. And so for MA, it was important to get involved um, because historically, there has been, um, you know, processes like these have left uh, populations behind in processes like these, right? Like, historically, underrepresented communities, like communities of color, immigrants, low-income communities have not been part of this process. So for us, it was an opportunity to ensure that we lifted the voices uh, and work with nonprofit organizations to ensure that these communities are heard. Um, Now that 
this process is put in place, our focus, our North Star really, if you will, is really to ensure that communities participate, not, not only that we reach them, that they know what the redistricting process is, uh, that they understand what the ramifications of that could be, but also that they are engaged in the process and so that they feel represented ultimately. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit about this from a historical perspective because, um, and, and I, I'm not implying that this is your motivation in any way, shape, or form, but it certainly does seem that if you have a more representative government that is actually taking more opinions into account, a lot of the communities that nonprofits serve may have more of a seat at the table. I, I don't want to suggest this is going to impact appropriations down the road or anything like that, but it does seem that it could have that sort of effect if at least more people have a voice in the process. Absolutely. I mean, it's democracy at, at its core, right? It's the more people that are at the table or the more voices that we hear um, included, the more people are going to be represented. So for us, it's important that for the purposes of, you know, a fair map really is about including communities, hearing from different communities, like I mentioned, communities who have been historically underrepresented. I mean, we see it with the census, right? They are, there are communities like, say, the African community, um, other minorities who have been historically undercounted and therefore not represented with what the needs are. And so for us, it's, it, it really certainly was a, an opportunity to, to bring, you know, democracy forward into the, into the process. But to, yeah. Sure. Well, it, it seems that a lot of the discussion we've had over this process over the years has focused on, on race issues. Um, but, you know, when, when they talk about communities of interest, which is what they're really looking at when they talk about redrawing these lines. This is about well beyond just racial issues. Uh, It seems there are economic issues uh, that are at play here as well. Um, And when you're talking to people about what's at stake here, how are you, how are you framing this um, in terms of getting them to pay attention first of all, which is the key component, but two to participate if you can. Right. Absolutely. And I think you're bringing an important point. Communities of interest could mean a lot of things, right? It's the third most important criteria for in this process. So I'm glad that that was brought up. Uh, but communities of interest can mean so many things. It could be, uh, you know, economic, it could be historical, it could be, um, you name it. There are so many things. I think even the, the commission will have, I wouldn't say a hard time, but defining that is going to be a little bit of a challenge because it just could mean so many things for different communities. For the purposes of this um, initiative, we're looking at reaching underrepresented, historically underrepresented communities. That is what we're looking at. That's what we're ensuring that, you know, that we reach, that we that we work with. We're not doing this alone. This is why we're partnering with a cohort of 20 nonprofit organizations. We're not at the front lines. We have to work with those who are and who are partnering um, who represents these uh, represent these communities, and so for us, that's really that's the that's the the meaning of communities of interest, ensuring that these voices are heard. I should remind folks, my guest right now is Mariana Martinez. She's the director of civic engagement initiatives at the Michigan Nonprofit Association. Uh, the Independent Citizens Redistricting Commission um, is something that they are looking to get the word out about and, and uh, get people involved in this process. Then when we redraw the political lines uh, every 10 years after the census, I don't necessarily want to get into census issues right now because, I mean, a lot of these timelines and things will be worked out as this process goes forward. Um, but the census has become highly politicized as well, as we witnessed over the last a couple of years as they were working on deadlines and things like that. Are you concerned from a starting off point, though, that the numbers that we get from the census are not going to necessarily be accurate? 
Yes. I mean, I think we all are, right? And the things change. And with the pandemic, also, it adds another layer. For sure, we're definitely concerned. And we want to make sure that the commission is successful at what they do. And with the, the, the different deadlines, that could definitely bring some more challenges. Um, for the purposes of this initiative, however, ensuring that we're raising the issues in, the, in our communities, in the communities of interest that we're looking and that we're working with, that is not something that impedes us really. I mean, the census data is certainly the basis for, for this process, but for the purposes of ensuring the participation is there and that we're reaching communities, we don't have to wait for the census. I mean, that is that, that needed to happen yesterday, essentially. So we're, we're getting the work started. And so, um, yeah, we're certainly concerned. However, to, to reach communities is not something that we're well, I, one thing that we've noticed over the years as we watch this process, and some states have had independent uh, boards doing this. Michigan, this is the first yeah. time we've done it this way. There's always going to be somebody unhappy with the final results of this. Uh, but from your perspective and, and the MNA's perspective, how are you going to gauge whether or not this has been a successful effort? That's a great question. I mean, yes, the redistricting process has, is definitely politicized. It has been politicized and we, we're, we're not, we can't be blind at that for sure. Uh, we are not getting involved, if you will, uh, to that extent, right? For us, it's about engaging with communities, ensuring that communities participate in the process. And so it's not the political side of it. It's not the the, um, for us as meeting communities, hearing what communities have to say. And for sure, I mean, we're working with um, 20 nonprofit organizations who might have different perspectives of what a fair map looks like, right? Maybe the Latino community might look like, or, or yeah, I don't know, the bordering community, say uh, the Arab American community might have a different perspective from that of Detroit. Uh, for us, it's about hearing what communities have to say and meeting them where they are. And so what a fair map, what is a fair map? A fair map looks like, um, it's hearing communities for the purposes of the, this initiative. Since it's ensuring, excuse me, ensuring that that these communities are being heard, even if some their views might be different. Um, so. Yeah, and and I mean, obviously, just making people aware of this is is a huge part of it, right? right. It, it, and I, I think that's imp- you don't want this being done in darkness. Uh, is there just a, a positive benefit that comes from this, regardless of what the final outcome is, just by alerting people to the fact that it's happening? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the fact that it's transparent and it's done by, you know, a commission that was chosen by voters like you and I um, is already a great step in the right direction. Transparency is something that that we have been looking for, that, we, that, that we're expecting. It's new. It's certainly going to come with certain challenges, some that we perhaps are not seeing yet, but um, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. I think it's what voters chose. It's a system that transparency and politics is definitely something that we look for. So taking the politics away from the process, it really brings it to the people. It hands it to, to the people who are going to be voting and who, are, who need to be represented in Michigan. So for us, it's absolutely a great, um, we're very excited uh, to, to, to be part of this. And we definitely wanted to be involved to ensure that, again, communities are are, are represented because the fact that the commission was chosen, it doesn't mean that um, everybody's going to be involved. This is new again, right? So redistricting is like, what is this for a lot of communities, specifically for those who have who are hard to reach, right? Minorities. Um, and so, so, yeah, overall, it's a it's a it's a great, great process. I think one of the things that's important, though, uh, that you guys have done with this, and I was watching the press conference earlier today on this issue, uh, is that you're allowing these different organizations 
to work the best way they know how in their area. Uh, how important was it to have sort of a decentralized structure when it comes to making sure you're getting the word out and letting people do the engagement the way they know how? Absolutely. That's a great point. Um, I wish we were, would be able to work uh, with in more places. Unfortunately, with the with you know the resources that we had, we had to focus on Detroit, Flint, and Grand Rapids. But it, what, something that was quintessential for us was to ensure that we gave them the flexibility to choose of you know what activities work with you know if something works well with certain communities and might not resonate with other communities. So messaging was also really important. So giving them the flexibility of choosing what activities, what kinds of civic engagement works in their communities was key. We don't know, we don't represent, right? MA, we don't represent, we don't know what our communities, we have to hear them. And so giving them, you know, we provided the, the mini grants, which provides them with the resources. In addition to that, you know, we're giving communication uh, communication materials uh, we're translating materials for them to enable and help that um, you know raising awareness but key to that was letting them do what they know best which is engaging with their community so we're very happy to see like actually there are a lot of great ideas some nonprofit organizations are you know including activities that they already do right for example they have cooking lessons, so they're <laughs> embedding, you know, sure. redistricting uh, conversations around that. So it's really great to hear uh, the ingenuity from a lot of nonprofits, but it was definitely key to let them do whatever they what they what they know best. Right. Well, and, and, and I do want to give people the opportunity to do this. I mean, where will they be able to find sort of is there going to be like a clearinghouse of information about events or, or places they can go in their area to find out about this? Yes. So our website, on our website, www.mnaonline.org, you'll find our initiative and it lists the cohort and the, uh, you know, the nonprofit organizations that are part of this. They are, that doesn't, the work doesn't end there, right? Like they're partnering amongst each other, but they're also partnering with all the organizations that are, that are going to be doing the same thing. And so um, contacting some of these organizations will be helpful, but our resources and the resources that we're going to create for the, you know, like trainings, redistricting 101, for example, what the heck is redistricting, uh, how to engage with the, with the commission, how to provide public comment, all of these things will be available on our website so anybody will be able to access that. So it's not just limited to the cohort, it's also access, you know, accessible to anyone, any group or any nonprofit who would like to access. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm excited that this is taking place. I think this is one of the most important things that's happened in Michigan in a long time when it comes to our electoral system. I applaud you for trying to get people involved and get the word out about the fact that this is happening. And we do look forward to finding uh, what you've learned from people uh, yeah. and what their level of interest is, because I'm going to be interested to see how much people are stepping up to be a part of this. Uh, but Mariana, thank you very much for your time. We really do appreciate it today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was great to hear uh, all the, the the interest from nonprofit organizations. We had a great turnout and, and more organizations that are interested. So we know this is an important topic that a lot of people are interested. So thank you so much for giving us the time to, to tell you about it. Mariana Martinez is the director of civic engagement initiatives at the Michigan Nonprofit Association. Again, they're getting involved to help get the word out about the new Michigan Independent Citizens Redistricting Commission. That's going to be something that takes place over the course of the next several months. We're waiting on census data so we know exactly how many districts, of course, the state is going to have. Uh, but it should be interesting to watch their work. And it's important that we all pay attention to that because it is going to have a pretty massive impact on a whole lot of different things going forward. So uh, I'll keep you up to date on that as things go. Quick reminder, coming up tomorrow, it is the week that was on Deadline Detroit. Got a lot to talk about, of course. We... Uh, 
you know, have what's going on in Texas right now. Obviously, uh, Joe Biden's visit to Michigan cut short. Well, at least it's going to be happening tomorrow instead of today uh, because of the snowstorm that's about to hit Washington, D.C. Speaking of snow and cold weather, Texas. Texas is going to be on the discussion for tomorrow for sure, uh, as will Rush Limbaugh and a bunch of other stuff that happened this week. So the week that was, we always have a lot of fun on Fridays. Hopefully you can join us. Remember, we live stream that at 1130 on my Facebook page, also the Craig Folly Show's Facebook page. So either one, you'll be able to find it there. It also streams live at Deadline Detroit's YouTube page. So if you're a YouTube person, you can find it streaming live there. It will live there afterwards as well. And I make it available as an audio-only podcast each and every week. Don't forget, you can reach out to me, thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com is my email address, but you can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Those are the three that I prefer. Um, but I am also on Snapchat um, and, uh, I, I, you know, um, what else? What else? Some, what, Instagram, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's about it. But you can find me. It's not hard. Send me a message. Let me know what you want me to talk about. Let me know what you think about what we're doing. I always appreciate hearing from you. Quick one today, but an important one today. So thanks very much. Also next week, um, we're going to be talking to somebody from Wayne State University about supply chain management and medical supply chain management. We've been having a lot of trouble with this vaccine distribution and getting it into the hands of the people that need it so that the rest of us can wait our turn and get it. We'll talk about some of the challenges there and why it's so difficult to get this right. It should be a good conversation. I'm hoping to have that up on Tuesday of next week. So make sure you listen for that. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for the week that was on Deadline Detroit. Enjoy. Looking for the latest news and information about our great city of Detroit? Head to DeadlineDetroit.com for one-stop shopping for the most important stories of the day. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in town, providing original reporting, videos, and podcasts that keep you in the know about everything happening in Detroit. Become a member today, and you'll automatically be entered into a drawing for prizes, including gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Go to DeadlineDetroit.com membership.